episode 22 of Coin DNZ. I'm Ken Rakowski, and generally somewhere next to me virtually is William Quigley, but he is in Malta today. So we have a fill-in, someone who is going to replace them with an overwhelming personality who is just gonna just you're gonna you're gonna crush it, right, Brock? Um, maybe. Come on, Brock Pierce <laughs> is joining I'm us. Of course, I'm here. <laughs> Brock is here. Wow, he's actually in I, studio. I, I believe in you know, yeah. Uh, yeah well, always right. do your best every day, and tomorrow do better. Are yeah. right, you get which one? Let's Kaizen. make sure tomorrow you're doing today. Episode twenty-two. What do you think about that number? I uh, twenty-two is a wonderful number. You like it, right? You're into numbers. Yeah, it's a good number. Okay, uh, and and it's only one after twenty-one. Yeah, we are, we, we got twenty-one one. million Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, twenty-one block producers. Okay, keep on going. Yeah, you got another twenty-one. There's lots of good numbers out there. Blackjack, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> All right, so Brock is joining us, and um, we're gonna basically start it with this real quick. Okay, seven seven seven. Has crypto been good for you? I am, yeah, crypto's been great for me. I mean, I'm grateful for it. Yeah, you've uh, you've actually rode a ton of different waves. You rode them hard. Okay. How else do you ride it? I mean, yeah, but you, 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 it, it's it's called riding a unicorn. But most of the time, people either ride on, let's say, the the wake of the wave. You know, they're on the side of it. They're not definitely not on the top of it. So somehow you figure out when that wave is going to hit, and you ride it. And generally, it's the biggest wave out there. You did this with virtual currencies, virtual assets. You've done this maybe three different times. Did you think this one was going to be any different than the others? Did it feel different? Oh, I I knew uh, how big this would be. It wasn't, uh, you know, I it wasn't a matter of if to me. I which anyone that knows me, I'm sure you've seen my conviction <laughs> over the years, um, and I've always said that that the future that I'm talking about is a certainty. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when, by whom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It seems like you took more arrows on this one. I remember a Milken conference you and I were at, I think it was like maybe 2012. Yeah. And we were talking about things like uh, reward points and different other types of, let's call them currencies. And everyone kind of laughed at you saying, oh, this one, there's no validation. There's no real world example. And you defended it to the core. How long did it take until you stopped defending and all of a sudden everyone started lining up behind you? The last year. Really, just within the last 2017? Yeah, it's uh, it's taken a long time for this new idea to resonate with people um, because it's so different. It was like trying to explain the Internet to people in the early 90s. If you'd never used it before, how do you comprehend something so different than everything you know? Right. You know, I mean, even by the early 2000s, people, the, the concept of a social network didn't exist. Explaining what that is and how that would work was a, a really abstract idea at the time. And so for something this novel, this different, this game-changing, it, it, it should take years because human nature, it's, it's our first reaction to fear that which we don't understand, you know, back in the day that might want to eat us, you know. And so it was a good thing. And so the way that you deal with fear and something that is different is through education and informing people. And it takes a while in a world where you've got so many distractions, so many ways to spend your discretionary time, such an abundance of distractions that exist and people busy, caught up in the things that they're focused on in their lives, it just takes a long time for something that requires a fair amount of thought and commitment mm-hmm. to understand, to resonate enough to, for you to make it a priority. But there really isn't any experts in this yet because everyone's still trying to figure it out. I mean, I know people have done well. 
there's experts like you had experts in the internet, you know, call it, you know, in the mid 90s. Like Vin Cerf. Yeah. You had a bunch of experts at the time, most of whom don't really, other than, you know, sort of old, uh, uh, you know, reputation for having been there in the early days of certain things, whatever piece it is. By the mid-90s, most of the, uh, you know, the big players don't exist today. I mean, you obviously have like the Mark Andreessen's of the world, but there's not a long list of, uh, you know, people that were able to maintain their relevance. That foundation. So Mark, of course, created back then Mozilla. Even before that, he created uh, different protocols. But everyone created a platform that was utilized eventually, okay? These experts that we see speaking at conferences and trade shows, which just boggles my mind, it's almost as if they went from social media gurus two years ago and maybe prior to that they were streaming media experts they're just trying to catch that way of calling themselves experts well in a again very similar to the internet in the 90s you had a lot of people parading themselves as experts in 1998 and 1999 that you know didn't know their ass from a hole in the wall (laughs) (laughs) not around anymore or no they've kind of gone through this and and they keep going through these things um because they're you see this anytime you have an asymmetry of information that's this great, where lots of money being made, very few actual experts, but an abundance of interested parties. You know, a lot of people, you know, relative, you know, on a relative basis, they are experts. It's called the bar is very low. Uh, and, and part of the problem is most of the experts are not public speakers. Most of the experts are often, um, you know, uh, uh they're, they're numbers they're, guys. They're typically not people that like getting they're, on a stage and talking in front of an audience. You're a rarity. And so what you have is, uh, like you pointed out, social media experts. You know, these are people that understand marketing. They understand communication. And they've been interested in crypto for a little while. They may have bought their first crypto a couple of years ago. They may have been tracking it for four or five years, over-exaggerating, obviously, all of it. But... Um, you know, they, they've actually been around. They've actually done something in most cases, but they're by no means experts. But relative to, you know, and the oppor- and and the opportunity exists by parading yourself as an expert. Lots of opportunity present itself. So I mean, the incentive is there. The void, the market void, is there. Mm-hmm. There's not enough experts to fill the conferences really? and the speaker slots that really? are interested in showing up. Yeah, there's too many conferences. There's, there's a couple of day. Too there's too many events. Crazy. But you know, th- that's uh, for the longest time. There were only four, call it event companies, you know, 10 in the world total, but only four that did multiple events, you know, and did them consistently on an annual basis until the last year. Right. I mean, uh, you know, you know, five. I mean, now you've got 50 or 500 and that'll all go away soon, too. Um, You know, a lot of the events that are happening don't have anyone speaking um, that has anything interesting to say in some instances. (laughs) I'm speaking at an event, which actually you were supposed to speak at it with me which one uh it's the one that's in san jose in a couple weeks but i always try to make time to, i think to meet you anywhere in the world to talk. i think i'm one hold of on the, I, I just did dubai with you which was awesome and Matter i, did, fact, I got and you I did on that, stage i did that because of you but it was a good event yeah no i mean i i, I don't show up to your things i know that because i love you as a friend all the uh, wonderful things i want to be there in support of my friends but i'm also busy enough that it, if, if if your event was garbage uh, I wouldn't be there. It's called you have inc- you have great taste. You 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 don't get get involved in things that are not done well. You are uh, right. you're 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 an incredible operator, we'll incredible personality, we'll wonderful wonderful later. human being. All the things, which is why I show my support when asked. I appreciate when asked. that. But that was a good event. And the reason why. Too. Thank you. And you're great. But what was amazing was how many Asians did you see at that event? A lot. No. Uh, 
for, no, for was, being in Dubai. I saw quite a few. It was actually, that was one of the things they were trying to do. They didn't get enough. It was more Middle East, European, and African. I'm speaking at this event, which I was hoping you were going to speak with me in San Jose. I think I'm the only Caucasian. What are the dates? I, I already talked right. to your your, right. your, your godlike entity that manages your schedule. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> All right. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. This is what we're going to talk about today, okay? Because today is a very special day. Today is the official launch of? A New Dawn. Uh, what's that mean? What are you saying? What does uh, it mean? EOS. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, uh, so uh, it, but we're, it's we're, not we're, necessarily even an acronym or word. It's got no specific We're going to get into yeah. that. Just a hedrons type thing. We'll dive into that. We'll also talk about how things like BitConnect still survives. BitConnect! Yeah! How it still does it because it just uh, it popped up again. We'll talk about scams, how to spot scams. We'll also look at what's going on with the alternative currencies out there like why Ripple and Ethereum just keep on pounding it out. We'll look at countries like Norway, why big banks in Norway are saying, yes, let's move forward. We'll get Brock's take of what's happening in places like Singapore and China. And then we'll take Brock down the road of a game, and that is, does it exist or doesn't? He's Brock Pierce. I'm Ken Rakowski. You're listening to Coin DMZ. Episode 22, Coin DMZ. He's Brock Pierce. Yeah, Brock Pierce. I'm Ken Rakowski. Hello, H-E-L-L. Oh, at coindmz.com. That's how you can get a hold of us. And like I said, Brock, you are filling in for Big Billy. And I think you're doing an okay job. You really are. Hey, buddy, you got to really tell me this. You're doing something different, especially when you go to conferences. You are there, aren't you? Well, because I pride myself on being available. Like one thing that I do differently than almost anyone I've ever seen at events, and, and, and there's very few, uh, that I've seen do this type of thing. Around. And that is where I stick around. You do? Most people, they, they show up, they give their speech, they stay in kind of VIP, green rooms, et cetera, and then yep. they exit stage left. Um, I make a point when I, you know, give a talk to, you know, stick around. And, well, if someone has gifted me or blessed me with their time, they've taken the time to listen to what I have to say, yep. that's a gift. Yep. Someone's honored you with their time, their most precious resource, the most precious thing they have. Uh, the least you can do is if they want to take a picture, they want to shake your hand, they've got a question, you know, whatever it is, uh, uh, make there. time for them. And I, I have a an incredible track record of like doing that sometimes for six hours, eight hours. You know, I'll, I'll stay normally till the last question's asked unless there's a conflict that requires me to get out the door. There's one other person at the statue you're at who does the same thing as John Paul DeJoria. He sticks around. And it's amazing to see that. You know who he is, of course. Yeah, right? of course. I've hung out with him uh, because of you. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, through you and um, Bernardo, I guess. Yeah, it was a mutual friend of ours. Well, no, he spoke at metal too. Couple times. Couple times. Couple yeah. times. I've been yeah. there for one of them. I, he's amazing. He I really think is. John Congdon maybe spoke the same day, or uh, something like that. Maybe he did. But here, let's. No, John was another oh, one. That's another. Day. Yeah, he was. That's Beachbody's guy. Okay, so let's hang out and let's talk about today. Today is a very special day, and uh, EOS, Ethereum operating system. Right? It doesn't have any specific meaning. What's it uh, mean? I thought it, it, it means some... whatever it means to you. Yeah, but I thought that's um, what it was. EOS is female. Um, uh, I, my preference is... It, it, it really doesn't have a name? It doesn't the have The acronym it. means nothing. It means what you want it to mean. What? Yeah. Um, this is kind of how decentralized systems often operate these days. Uh, you, it's, it's what does it mean to you? What's um, it mean to you? Well, I think the, uh, uh, the most interesting meaning is uh, uh, the, the Greek definition uh the greek goddess of dawn 
the god of dawn, Eos. That means so absolutely like to, nothing in the technical world. Well, I'd like to think of today as the beginning of a new dawn. Oh, that's why you're calling it the dawn. What officially happens today when it comes to Eos? Uh, this is when, you know, the beginning of the main net goes live. So today it happens. We'll actually start seeing it's the, the, it's the beginning of the network going live because the network is launched by the community. Mm -hmm. And so the community launches the network and that all begins now. Okay. And what should we see, let's say, months from now when it comes to EOS? What would EOS look like to people out there? Well, I mean, you're, you're looking at an enterprise sort of grade blockchain that can do everything Facebook can do. So historically, there hasn't been a blockchain yet that can do applications like Facebook or Twitter. Uh, EOS can do that, you know, now. Is it fast enough? Yeah. That's, because that's the biggest problem. That, that's, that's, that's what, what, what EOS is delivering is scalability and speed. Uh, and like all things, at a certain compromise. That's why you know it's not a, a, a better thing than Ethereum. It's a different thing than Ethereum. There are going to be many blockchains that will serve specific needs or use cases. And so EOS is serving sort of the use case of, call it, building Facebook on the blockchain. But I want to make sure I understand. You're saying it utilizes the blockchain. It's not... It is a blockchain. It is a blockchain. And it is an open source platform? Yes. It's open source. But there's got to be constructs that were created. And that's what your team did, right? Well, so the uh, 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 there's the the EOS software, mm -hmm. uh, which was mostly uh, created by Dan Larimer, uh, who's the CTO of Block One. And Dan you know, is, the, is the man. Uh, right. You know, there's indisputably one of the smartest top developers, guys. smartest guys on the planet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he uh, also has a track record. He started a thing called BitShares. He coined the term of a DAC or a decentralized autonomous community. You know, that was him, and it's kind of cool to coin these terms, especially in a coin world. <laughs> right, like the block or blockchain. Yeah. Right, I understand. <laughs> and so uh, uh, he then uh, built Steemit, which is a decentralized version of Reddit. Those two blockchains are the most two used blockchains in the world. Oh, I, I mean, they're that. huge. Wow. So he's already solved scalability to a large extent in his past work. So this is not like, can he do it? Does it work? They do work. It's the next iteration. Yeah, this is version three of essentially his evolution of how do you create the biggest impact on the world, positive impact. As I like to say, a billionaire is someone that's positively impacting the lives of a billion people. This is Dan's masterpiece that will do that for Yeah, him. but you're part of that masterpiece. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm, credit to, you know, he's the, call it the master mason or the master builder, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is actually the lead developer it's it's you know there's a lot of credit to be due in a world like this to the person that actually builds it again a lot of this is because of you you brought these people together this I is mean, through a vision I, I i'm not here to stroke you in any way okay i'm just trying to be honest with the audience out there because credit is not given to you properly you're great at assembling super smart minds and moving in, into an actionary direction and that's what you're doing in places like Puerto Rico. You're trying to do that, which I still don't get it. But I, I play such basic games since you bring up games. I love games. I'm playing a basic game in most instances of connect the dots. Yeah, I know you are. Pretty simple. But why doesn't everyone else see that? Uh, I think most people that know what I do know what I do. Well, <laughs> and, okay. The and media I think most people that know me know that one of the main roles I play in supporting people is connecting uh, the right people at the right time. Okay to you know, have the right impact. So tell me, were you excited when you saw EOS part of uh, 
the Bloomberg index, because of course Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and then EOS. Those are the top four. I think it's number five, Bitcoin Cash, I think is number oh, four. Oh yeah, I keep on forgetting about that one. That's right. <laughs> but it's, it's top, still, top five ain't bad. It's pretty amazing. For It's been under a year. Under a year, it was a crazy rollout on what you did. The ICO itself was how many, how many times did you ICO EOS? Well, block one um, uh, did uh, a 345-day token uh, generation event, which is a, a sale, yeah, that ran on uh, for nearly a year. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Well, congratulations. Happy Dawn Day, I guess, yeah. as you want to call it. <laughs> hey, let's, let's get into some uh, stuff real quick. If you remember this. Oh, please, douche. Now... Now, that, that sleepy, creepy cowboy from the future is named Brock Pierce. He began his career appearing in The Mighty Ducks. OK, stop, Brock, stop, because I was already out at Chester Hedron. And I simply refuse to believe that a man who has the time to organise a unicorn wedding at Burning Man should be trusted around one and a half billion dollars. How did that go with the whole John Oliver thing? It seemed like that was... It looked horrible when it happened, but... Boy, did that kind of feed your fuel fire even more, didn't it? Doesn't everything? But um, I, I, I loved it. I mean, quite frankly, it was. Uh, I mean, first of all, if you go to a con- John Oliver's a comedian that delivers relevant news, but you know, in a way that's enjoyable, you know, laughable. But you know, he does a great job of it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, as was, you know, I think more or less everyone at Block One. I mean, who doesn't like John Oliver? But it's like going to like a comedy club. You know, the goal is to be the butt of the joke. You know, you're, you know, you raise your hand saying, please, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, roast me. Um, you know, and that's he's in, that's he's in the business of roasting and, you know, good, <laughs> you know, fun. Uh, sleepy, cre- sleepy, creepy cowboy from the you future, know, from the future. I mean, creepy, you know, is the only word there that I don't like. But sleepy, sure. Um, you know, I like the seven dwarfs um, and uh uh, a cowboy. I mean, I, I wear a hat that you know certainly uh, looks that way. And my first memory in life takes place on a set acting at the age of three, making a commercial called "Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." Really? Um, and from the future. I mean, who's got a problem with that? I mean, <laughs> so you're okay with it? Uh, yeah. And it seemed like I said it really it pushed you even more. Well, I watched it twice. I've only seen the the, the, the piece twice. Uh, the first time, most of my friends around the room are just like, because oh, I'm laughing. You know, I'm enjoying it. And, you know, it's like, this is, okay. this is great. You know, I mean, for, first of all, what did he say? I mean, if you parse through, um, you know, it's part of the reason they say all press is good press. What do people remember from having seen that in, in the context of this portion of the segment? Uh, you know, some cowboy from the future that likes no, to... No, they said to, that John Oliver ripped on Brock Pierce. That, that likes to wear a hat. No, no, by the way, almost no one remembers that. Uh, really? In, I mean, if, as a friend, maybe, because you paid a special attention to I it. I watched it like 30 times, that's why. But uh, generally speaking, there's some weird guy in a hat you know, from the future or something, and there's some new project that no one has ever heard of that's doing something that he said was bigger than like Facebook and Uber, and then followed up and said, this is the next Google twice. I mean, that's the only stuff people really remember. Okay. Because um, uh, memory is short. Um you know, all they know is it was some big thing. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds like that's accurate because it's done very well for you, where I felt bad, actually. I felt, oh, my gosh, we have to do damage control. And obviously, nope, not whatsoever. You you acted like uh, the, the president of the United States. You just used it as fuel to move forward. Yeah, well, I mean, it, that's that's what you do in martial arts. Is that what you do? Hey, let's talk about the idea of 
just I mentioned the president. Why is there more quote unquote libertarians in crypto than anyone else? It seems like it seems like that's the dominant political position of crypto owners. Other than hedge funds. I'm not sure I agree with that, but I'd say, yeah, there's a big concentration of what you'd label as libertarians. Uh, And that's because they're often free thinkers, Um, right or wrong. uh, They're not part of a, a, at least here in the U.S., part of a political party per se, where they're trying to toe the party line, Mm -hmm. which often leads to laziness and people just not doing a lot of thinking for themselves. They, they, They decide they're part of the camp and they just follow the leadership of the camp. Um, I've never been a big fan of that concept. I like some Democrats. I like some Republicans. I, 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 You're balanced. Well, I try to pick people individually on their merits and, you know, not just well, not, label I'm people. I'm not talking about you. Se. I'm just talking about why yeah, so, so, industry. But I'd say what I've noticed, one of the most fascinating things more than anything is that um, uh, this industry is not just comprised of libertarians. I meet Democrats, Republicans anarchists, you know, socialists, communists, green partyists. I mean, so you're not seeing it. I'm seeing libertarian side. I see it's a blend of everything. I'm watching okay. people that normally couldn't sit in the same room with each other working together, which to me is the most fat, one of the most incredible insights uh, that I've seen in terms of the types of people that are coming together around this. What it says is that those existing labels, um, for people to transcend them in a way that they can come together and work together in ways that you would never expect means there's something new is emerging. Something is uh, it's transcending those things that's bringing people together because it, 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 like religion in many ways, I'd say that all of those groups have it right to some degree. We have more in common than we have, you know, that we have more in common than those things that separate us. Mm-hmm. And so something is happening, some glue or some magnetism is forming that's actually bringing people together where they're seeing their common interests they're seeing their common goals more than they're seeing their existing division, which is important in a time where we're seeing such polarization in the world. It's, it, 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 it's the most beautiful thing I'm seeing. It's people coming together that care about social impact over compounding interest and you know self-interest and personal gain. Maybe not the hedge funds, but not the hedge funds. You, you are seeing something, a movement is come, uh, is, has begun that's bringing together a sort of conscious minds. Okay. There was an old joke in San Francisco right after the dot-com crash, and that is, how do you get an ex or former dot-com CEO off your porch? You pay him for the pizza, right? Because they all had to go off and find a job. And you lived in San Francisco for a little while. I did too. You couldn't tell the difference between the multimillionaires and the homeless people at times because they almost dress the same, right? In your industry, the same thing. People, especially you, which you got a standing ovation in Dubai because everyone loved your individuality, the way you're dressed. You guys don't act like fintech or bankers. You really tend not to. Is there a reason? Well, there's a number of reasons. I mean, for me, I, I believe in, I'm an artist of sorts, and so uh, self-expression is kind of an important thing, but it's not for that. The, the reason, because there's always many, It's these are not simple answers, but the one that I think will resonate and answer your question best is that, who is my audience? It goes back and, to and so creatives. I used to work with bankers and I used to work with, you know, all the money sort of people. I mean, that was I'm, I've been a venture capitalist multiple times over an entrepreneur raising capital from markets many times over uh, and doing business with a lot of these types of organizations and having to, to interact. Uh, and you dress that part. Well, would you do that if you had to go meet, let's say, Tomasek over in Singapore? Would you dress in a suit and tie? I mean, depending upon the situation and why I'm there. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, you would you would change. I, well, I, I believe in being respectful. 
Okay. Um, and so, you know, there are times and places for that. But the audience, you know, is I'm not trying to appeal to fund managers anymore. I'm not trying to appeal to money people because we don't need it anymore. I mean, some people still do and lots of people do. I don't personally need it anymore in the sense that there's plenty of wealth that's been created mm -hmm. uh, uh, amongst our sector, amongst my friends, that uh, we don't really ever have to seek outside capital. If we're letting you in our deals, it's we're doing you a favor. Thank you. And Thank so you that, who, who's my audience? It's entrepreneurs that are like San Francisco dressing more like me than like they are. them. Uh, developers that care about what you code and what you build, not what you wear. Um, my, my audience is comprised of people that wouldn't trust me if I wore a suit. And I, I got it. It's a good answer. Let's talk about some news. How can you see a scam in this industry from a mile away? How can you go, that seems like a scam? Well, pattern recognition for me makes it easy most of the time. But the, the advice I'd give people to avoid any scam is really easy. Don't buy anything that you don't understand. If you don't understand what it does, who's building it, why they're building it, what problem it's trying to solve, if you can't answer basic questions about it, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, the, the, you, you can't be scammed if you're- It's a Warren Buffett you can't, well, Hold on. You can't be scammed if you're thinking for yourself. You know, don't do anything you don't know. Don't do anything you don't understand. If you don't understand it, you're not ready yet. So if someone starts using acronyms or words you don't understand but talks to you about big gains and economic opportunity, but you can't understand, they can't explain to you what it is that they're doing in a way that you can understand it, and they're promising you the world, run. You know, these are obvious red flags. Someone that can't explain things to you in a way you can understand uh -huh. either doesn't know what they're talking about very well to the point they can explain it to someone else, which is, you know, doesn't make them a scammer, but probably not someone that you should be taking their advice just yet. They still have some learning to do, or they can't understand it because they're trying to rip you off. Because it's doing, a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. So just generally speaking, you will avoid 100% of what I'd say are like outright scams if you, by avoiding things you don't understand. Do your research, you know, buyer beware, uh, don't let FOMO or the fear of missing out you know, if people are like selling you on, you're going to make money, money, money. If someone talks to you that way, red flag. It doesn't mean they're a scam. It means that maybe they're just really enthusiastic I because they've already made the decision to make the plunge. But stop and take a breath. Be patient. This is the beginning. This is going to be a long game, a long game. Start out and make a note. Create a spreadsheet and use play money to begin with. Just say, hey, and, and play with yourself. Create a, a, a spreadsheet and say, hey, here's what I thought I should do. And then see how you do a month later. And if you start doing well or play with $100, play with $1,000. Play with, don't do anything you can't afford to lose. BitConnect. BitConnect. You know, I thought it was pretty impressive when I'm in Jakarta and I see, this two years ago, BitConnect stores. It was actually a point of purchase where you sat down with somebody and a big, nice logo in there had people that worked for BitConnect. And there was this way to actually connect with the potential customer or investor in BitConnect. Of course, it was so scammy. We know that hasn't gone away. BitConnect's popping up in other places now like India. How can we rid the, the, the crypto universe of scams like this? Uh I mean, the way that you, you deal with scams is by informing people. I mean, like the advice I just gave. Um, but governments have to get involved, don't they? And, and they are. I mean, the, the, they can't operate in many places. And, you know, there, we, there was a one before this called OneCoin. OneCoin, yeah. Uh, that was far bigger than BitConnect, I think. It was crazy. I because mean, BitConnect, uh, you know, 
was short-lived in comparison in terms of its... Um, yeah, OneCoin was around for a little while. OneCoin got away for, with it for a long time, but they've arrested many people around the world. Yeah, this this bit, this bit connect it's it's the same name. It's it popped up in India and it's promising thirty five thousand percent return. So, so <laughs> I didn't one more last another piece of advice because there's always more advice. If it's too good to be true, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, but I thought now, there are, was too good to be but, true. But there are, so there are in the case of investing in startups or having bought into certain things where you'll see big appreciation. But what is it that that startup is doing? What problem is it solving? There is no way an investment vehicle that makes investments in things can deliver those types of returns in a way that's predictable. Um, look at LIBOR. Look at debt. You know, you can't service debt over 20%. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's usurious at a rate where it, it's unsustainable. It. So if someone's promising you something that's unsustainable by everything we know, you know, we have seen, you know, Facebook go from zero to blank. We have seen Google go from zero to blank. We have seen Uber. There are lots of times organizations and communities that create a lot of value through their efforts. Um, uh, but when someone's promising you return, anytime anyone promises you a return, uh, they're lying. Because you can't promise you can't, any, you can't you promise can't a return. It. You can't, you can't it. guarantee it. I mean, you may financially guarantee it, and that's you evaluating risk reward and what people are giving up for it. But anyone that guarantees you anything and promises you returns, red flag. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah, okay, I mean it's flag. called. It's no, you called, got it. We got it. Talk to us about your favorite countries to be working with right now, where they're really being crypto friendly. Um, well, I, I I'm just going to throw out Puerto Rico, and we'll move on from there because you asked about countries. countries. I know, so I just we're going to move on. Uh, Puerto, I know you love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was its own country at one point, but um, <laughs> uh, so was Florida. <laughs> So, so it's Texas, I guess. yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, Singapore obviously is uh, uh, clearly become the one of the hubs. They're, yeah, they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the hub of Southeast Asia, and so if you're looking at Southeast Asia, if that's a market that interests you, you know Singapore, Singapore. is clearly something you need to be very familiar with. And if you're a global operator. Um, or even someone not interested in Southeast Asia, Singapore is a jurisdiction to pay attention to. Look at what they've done in 50 years. They've done that by being innovative. They've done that by seeing the future and embracing it. And it should come as no surprise that Singapore is continuing to do, you know, the best job or one of the best jobs of any government in the world in seeing the future and adapting to it. So my hat's off. Well, just look, literally four years ago to Singapore. You and I were in Singapore at Milken again at another Milken yeah, conference we're at a Milken Global at, Satellite, whatever. And I right? think crypto. Or I think it Singapore. was it was like forty dollars back then. You know, that's what Bitcoin was trading at. Yeah, and we're talking like that, about yeah. the opportunities. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And, no, and look course, at this. We were there with Ralph Simon. It was the three of us. Right? Yeah, but look who you were with at the the Sands Hotel. Yeah, you were with uh, Roger Fair, right? I mean, you were with some big players back then too. They're all hanging. I, I think. Well, I, hold on. Yeah. How big was the industry back then? It was small, <laughs> but I mean, I think the the Winklevoss twins were there too at the same time. Everybody was hanging out there. Yeah. But okay, so you like Singapore? What do you think about Malta? Uh, Malta uh, has a, a, a long history of uh, being in call it the regulatory arbitrage business. Um, uh, you had Isle of Man, Alderney, um, Gibraltar, Old Malta. Tax havens. Well, they. It's it called, used to be. They're, yeah, they're places that needed to compete for business mm -hmm. to, as a government to make sure that they had the funding necessary to support the infrastructure of their island, to support their people, their jobs, or to, to support the constituents of their nations. Mm -hmm. And 
they don't have natural resources. They don't have like um, mining. They don't have oil and gas and these sorts of things typically. And so what do you do when you're a, a, a small country without an abundance of resources? You have to bring business. You have to go create incentives to get people to bring business to you so that you have revenues, mm-hmm. so that you can finance and provide the infrastructure so that you are not living in the Stone Ages. And so those governments you know, are, are actually very important ones to study, you know, if we move away from oil, for example, that's going to impact a lot of countries that are going to have to shift to look more like the Maltas of the world because they don't just have a, a huge gravy train on which to you know, rely. And so um, Malta is the leading uh, jurisdiction. Gibraltar also, I'd say, is there. Isle of Man had the potential. They fumbled. Okay. I mean, they, they literally had the market leading advantage in Europe and they, they dropped the ball um, uh, it, right now, it's clearly Gibraltar and Malta are the two jurisdictions. If you're operating in Europe, to look at the other ones would be uh, Estonia and Switzerland. Estonia, yeah, interesting. Well, they do e-passports and all these That's things, right. e-citizenship. They are. Uh, uh, one of the most progressive governments in the world when it comes to embracing technology, and that's because Skype and you know some big technology businesses came out of there. They're a they're a government that is one of um, they're at the top of the list of governments in the world that understand technology. How about on this side? So, uh, yeah, those are the places in Europe that have done a great job. I mean, obviously, the UK and Hong Kong and other places. I went on Asia while we were down there. Uh, South Korea, obviously, is doing incredible things, having been one of the— They had, scrutinize more than, any, more, more than anyone, I think. Well, because I mean, they're think. the biggest market per capita in the world by far. Right. And so—but uh, uh, I'd say, as, as on the whole, my hat's, again, off to uh, uh, the South Korean government and, right now, all the wonderful things happening between North and South. Hopefully, that all—what— yeah, It's going to happen. That wonderful thing to see. And, and like, what a wonderful thing to see, you know, it, for most of us, if, if you follow— Well, you this, and I have spent a lot of time there, we've, too. We've yeah. done Korea together. Uh, well, uh, I lived there home. for a little while. You yeah, did too, I yeah, think. Yeah. I right? lived in Korea. Where did you yeah. live? I lived in Pyeongchang Dong in Seoul. Oh, okay. I was in Ituan. I wasn't in as nice an area you were. But How about uh, China? Uh, China obviously is leading the world in many ways. Um, uh, but China is um, such a, a superpower that uh, it, it's beyond the scope of my understanding, right? It's uh, uh, You're saying that. Yeah, but there's too many moving parts, and I, I I know quite a bit about China. I've lived in China, Beijing, Shanghai, yeah, Hong one Kong. Of the only gaming I've done there. massive businesses there. Worked with government. I mean, all sorts of things, and uh, 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 they're clearly making really uh, uh, smart move on the gr- smart moves on the ground in terms of the entrepreneurs. The Chinese entrepreneurs in the space got it first in scale, uh, so they're the furthest along in so many ways. Um, the government has made a number of decisions that I think have all been positive overall. Like, um, I only saw it as trying to, like, put the brakes on things, slow things down, because things were scaling at a rate that was unimaginable. Uh, and so I, if I were in the government's position, I might have done the same things that they've done. So, I mean, so far... There's uh, a lot of scammy stuff coming out of China, too. But there's a lot of scammy stuff that comes from a lot of places. I wouldn't single China out. But, yeah, clearly, uh, uh, it's a big country, <laughs> and a lot of people that get this stuff... They were leading the way, man. Come on, uh, there was. You know, I mean, there's. I Easter, think China. E, 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 there's a lot of there's there's I, a lot of scams that have been done out of the United States. A lot of scams done out of Latin America. A lot of scams coming out of Africa. I mean, who hasn't gotten an email with a, an Those inheritance? You know, <laughs> I want that. Hey, why not the United States? Why aren't they leading? Uh, regulation. So who do you blame that on? No one. I mean, it's 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 a past issue, not a present issue. Um, uh, you know, the U.S. is, again, another superpower leading the world in so many ways. Um, you know, regulations are not bad. Regulations are typically there 
um, trying to do, I mean, they're generally good intentions. The problem is the law of unintended consequences, and then ultimately too many, right? It just compounds, like, laws should maybe have um, a duration, Mm. you know, like a term on it. This law Mm. lasts 10 years unless it's reenacted. The problem is you just have them compounding and compounding and compounding to the point that you have too much, too complicated, too many moving parts, and the U.S. is not a big enough um, part of the market. I mean, the last person I talked to that did a, a, a token... Uh, a sale that involved that allowed U.S. users. The last one I asked that did anything of scale said four percent came from the U.S. Four. Yeah. So ninety nine percent of your risk comes from the U.S. and only four percent of the capital. Why would you want it? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, as an American, I, I would love to embrace American things, but I've been advising people. Um, I wouldn't touch the United States. Our our show does about a hundred thousand right now. Hundred thousand listeners. And what really shocked me is the United States was number one on audience size. Okay, just because I've marketed to the United yeah. States. Um, second was Canada, the UK. Fourth was Russia. Yeah. This show's massively popular in Russia. I, I would imagine I'd have to go look at data, but Russia's probably bigger than the United States today. When it comes to crypto. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, it's, uh, I mean, the, the US is obviously still very big. It's just the market's complicated here. Let's see. What are we doing here? You know, we're just, we're just. But then again, you have places like Wyoming that well, are. because the way they well, have the corporations. Yeah, but, wait, right? wait, Wyoming is doing more for the United States probably right now in this market than, you know, any other uh, part of the U.S. government. I mean. Virgin Islands? Uh, they haven't done anything specific yet. No. Um, so when you're on this side, if you wanted to do an ICO, where would you go? Well, the only place to incorporate is Wyoming. Like, Delaware is not an option anymore. No, it's not. It's actually not to your advantage at all. Every single company that's in technology today, as of today, Wyoming will not be alone. But anyone incorporating in the United States today should probably be incorporating in either Wyoming or Puerto Rico. I've done Wyoming for a long time. One of the advantages is is you, you, the uh, you don't have to. Fu- there's no state tax return for Wyoming residents too. And your board of directors doesn't have to be listed on who they are. No, Wyoming, is, Wyoming looks like Malta. It does look like Malta. Hold on. And because their situation is very similar, we don't talk about it, but the center of the United States is struggling in a lot of ways. Um, uh, uh, and, and just in terms of economic opportunity, all these things happening in Wyoming, you know, these places need to pay their bills too. And they are fighting to bring business. And Wyoming is going to get a lot of business as a result of, you know, creating incentive, which is by saying we are a friendly state that wants your business. Guess what? Business leaders today, as globalization continues to happen, are willing to listen to offers. Wyoming has said, we've made you an offer. Come do business here. And the market is listening. Every person I talk to that does business in the United States, every single person like for the last month is like, yeah, I, I, I incorporated in Wyoming. Three years ago. Well, but well, they- Right away. Well, you know but I'm saying- I'm talking from a crypto perspective. Right, right, right. Wyoming is getting all the U.S. crypto business now. That's interesting. All right, so we're going to take a break. This is episode 22 of CoinDMZ. When we come back, we'll be talking about uh, some things that are going on with Brock that are bigger than just uh, the big celebration today. And also, where is the capital of crypto? I'm not sure about that. And is it real or is it fake? We'll find out from Brock. When we come back, you listen to CoinDMZ episode 22. Ken Rakowski, Brock Pierce, Coin, DMZ, episode 22. Brock is filling in for Mr. Big Billy, William Quigley, who's somewhere off. And I think he's in Malta, actually, hanging out there right now. So a um, couple of things first. Big things you're working on? What's going on? What are you doing? Well, the, the, the big project is, you know, from a philanthropic one, I'm trying to uh, give away uh, um, more or less all of my money and trying to figure out how to do that with the biggest impact possible. X Prize being kind of 
when you think about charities, you can give money to a charity. How much of it goes to the underlying cause? Somewhere between zero and 100%, 100% being the best. But can you do better than 100%? And you know, X Prize has done the best job of that historically, where take a look at their first X Prize space program, $10 million prize. How much money was invested by the Paul Allens and it was the NASA, various parties right. and the amount of human like energy and intellectual capital? I mean, at least $200 million or something of that nature. I know it's over 100, but I think if you start to add it all up, it's some big, big number. Then you're, get, you're, you're getting 20x your money or 10x your money as you're trying to figure out how do I, you know, make an impact positively and at the greatest scale possible? How do you, you know, get resources to multiply? Well, how, do you, how do you get multiples? Let's go to the, and so I'm trying to do a lot of that in Puerto Rico. Well, let's talk about that. That was the Anseris. That's what it was called, Prize, in uh, 2004. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the fourth largest story in America at that time. Because you had to go 62 miles up and then come back down, reusable space module and go back up, okay? It was the fourth biggest story. So Peter and his team knew how to use social at the very beginning at that stage, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an enormous, uh, I'm a huge fan of XPRIZE. Uh, and, and he's a friend of yours too, and, and Peter's yeah, a friend of yours. And, and Peter DeMond is, I mean, is, uh, he's as, as good as they get. But you have to then do what Somebody they Somebody you want did. to follow if you're not following. Already. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Singularity. If, if, you, if you want to be connected to the future, if you want to see where the world's going, there's, there's few people on the planet with... Uh, Peter's level of insight. But understand something. He took advantage of what was going on at that point in time. YouTube just came out at that time. They were using all the other tools out there to pump out the stories. What are you doing to take advantage of whatever's brand new today as platforms to get your stories out to everybody? Well, I mean, obviously we do uh, a lot of stuff with, with blockchain, um, but there's no like uh, uh, new uh, media mechanism yet. I mean, you've got all the various ways of getting the message out there, but the most important one and the most authentic one is you know person to person it's recommendations sharing of insights i know you you know me you know me a long time when i talked to you about bitcoin back in the day you listen absolutely because we don't want to we don't we don't want advertising we want to hear from people that we respect that are knowledge subject matter experts um and that's the most important but thing that's not going to get the news out it's called spread the word you you got to talk oh, to oh, the news I mean, wait, wait, wait we're getting lots of media and i don't even seek it and, you know, I mean, the level of media that we're getting right now is pretty, Okay. pretty, I mean, uh, I feel like I'm in the news all the time. <laughs> I, I think there's... Uh, and I'm not the, seeking the, it at all. The mom and pop news is where you got to be, I think. And that's a different story. But hey, where, where are we in the sector? Early adopters? Absolutely. It, the markets, they're not, it's not, the, the products are not ready for them even yet. So let's, let's talk about San Francisco really was considered the high-tech capital of the world. Yeah. Without a doubt, right? Things have been changing a lot over the last couple of years. Is there a crypto capital of the world? Well, I, I don't. There's not one, but there are capitals. But is there places where there's a massive congregation yeah. of yeah, the smartest people? Yeah, the, the, you've got, you know, in the U.S. a few hubs. I mean, still the Bay Area. Silicon is it Valley really? Is still a hub. A, a is bear. it bigger than say New York or Los Angeles? Um, depends on what aspect of the industry. I mean, Los Angeles clearly is a big hub. Uh, Seattle's got a is a big hub. Uh, Let's Austin, say somebody's going to move. Austin, Texas is a hub. New York's a hub. Those are right, the main markets right. I'm gonna, in Chicago. I'm going to I'm going to try to put you in a box real quick. Yeah. If somebody's moving to the United States, saying I want to be at the capital of crypto in the United States, and I have to pick one city where things are happening, what is that one city? Well, instead of my opinion, I'll tell you where everyone's going. Where are they going? Uh, most of them are moving to Puerto Rico because of you. Other than Puerto Rico, if I don't want humidity and bugs that are the size of my foot. Where do I go? Uh, it's really New York, 
San Francisco, L.A., Austin, Seattle. Can't answer. Depends it. on your weather. Uh, if you don't, if, if uh, you like, are you cool? If, if you if you are, and it also depends on if you want to be on the East Coast or the West Coast. It's right here. It's L.A. I mean, L.A. is clearly the uh, yeah. If if someone asked me and said not Puerto Rico, where in the United States would I go? I'd say L.A. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. Finally. All right. Um, Brock, are you ready? I'd say that. I mean, the city of angels. Come on. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? So William Quigley is horrible at this game. Okay. <laughs> And as you can hear the music in the background, this game is all around making sure you understand what is a real token name and what is completely fake. What's what's my handicap? There is none. Zero. Your knowledge. That's all it is. I'm going to read a few tokens, and you have to tell me if they are real. And that's all it is. It's that easy, okay? So our first token, and I'm going to tell you the uh, initials are, don't, don't get on your phone. I see what you're doing. Put it down. The initials are FBL. It's the Furry Balls token. Is it real or fake? FBL? FBL. This is it's called the Furry Ball token. Yep. I'm going to go with fake and fake because the L and T don't match. You got it right. There you go. Good job. First one right out of the gates. Okay, our next one is the Happy Creator Coin, HCC. Real or fake? So there's, there's been a couple of uh, tokens that have kind of touched on that subject matter, but the Happy Creator coin I haven't seen. I'm going to go with uh, Fake and Fake again. All right. You are wrong on that one. So okay. we got one for one. Well, I'm sorry to the Happy Creator coin community. I did not mean to diss you. I will now look you up. Okay. <laughs> now we have the Fun Fair token. The Fun Fair uh, token. Yes and yes. It's it's very real. You're, you're right. All right. So we have two. Well, Jez, the creator of that token, Jez Sands, has been a friend of mine since before crypto. Okay. We go back to pre-crypto days. And by the way, he created uh, okay. Jez Sands. Fine, you got it. But hold on. Let me tell you oh, something. Oh, gosh. Amazing. I picked the wrong one. He created the first 3D graphics card to create 3D video games. That's he's impressive. A, he's, a, he's a legend like Nolan Bushnell. You know a lot more than William does, apparently, when it comes to these. Okay, our next one. Hold on, one, I've been in the business a lot longer. And our next one is Mommy's Cooking Coin. That's MMC. Mommy's Cooking Coin on MMC. I'm going to go with no, it's fake. It is fake. Okay. All right. Whoa, all right. So We're doing I'm, good. I'm three for four? Yeah, yeah. And our last one is... Uh, Uh, I'm going to give you the acronym. It's really uh, the simple. It's ROC. Okay. That's the, do you know what it is? No. Uh, go for it. Okay. This is the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it wrong. Austin, how would you say it? Come here. I just want to pronounce it the right way. I may have misspelled it while I was writing it. You got it? Say it. Yeah. The Rasputin online token or coin. Do you know who Rasputin is? Of course I do. Russia. Come on. What do we got? There's a song. Ra, ra, Rasputin. Russia's greatest love machine. Something. Real or fake? Um, I'm going to go with real. Oh, I try to fake you up by doing all that. You're right. You got it. You kicked butt. I'm four out of five. You got one wrong. You got you got fuzzy balls. Our furry balls, you got that one is the wrong one. It's mom, mom's creator. No, it's the uh, happy creator. Yeah. yeah. Happy creator coin. Uh, to the happy creator coin community, I will look you up. <laughs> Brock, I'm so damn impressed. No offense intended. No, not at all. No, you did Nothing a good but film. Love. So next time you're here, can we get you back on the show? Maybe with Quigley here? Uh, yeah. I'm rip apart. Ken, I'm, I'm always at your service. Oh, that's great. Hey, I, I again. I those that are serving. Happy Dawn Day. Yeah. Happy <laughs> Dawn Day. It is, uh, should anybody, what should they do right now with uh, with uh, EOS? Where should they go? Can they go to any exchange now to get it? Well, the um, 
that, I mean, I would tell people always, knowledge is power. And uh, the first thing that you want to do is educate yourself. The most interesting thing that's happening as a result of this is the block producers. And what is a block producer? If you're a person that takes an interest in governance systems and how... Um, Not a simple answer on this, The future might work. Uh, I would take a look into what is a block producer. Uh, I would certainly be looking up what is EOS. And do your research. Do your homework. uh, You know... Brock is not going to tell us where to buy it. No, where think, should we get it? Think for your, think for yourself. Um, that's always uh, the thing. And if and if you don't, if you can't figure out where to find it on your own, you're not ready to be buying it. Oh, there you go. It's called again. I want to equip you and empower you with the things that you need to know to be most effective in your lives, and that is knowledge. Seek it. Hello at CoinDMZ.com. That's where you can find us. He was Brock Pierce. I'm Ken Rakowski. Thanks a lot for episode 22 of Coin DMZ. Oh,